0: Yes, we had no money, but I was wretched in many other other things. And uh, I think that separates me as an adult from a lot of people who claim to be successful. Um, That I've got something that money cannot buy. And I know that is a privilege that I have to show kids that they too can have that. And it's not about tangible things in life. It's about what your blueprint is. What you do with the life for the next person
1: and and sometimes things are bigger than you in this life. Hey guys, welcome to the Hidden Heroes. This show is all about interviewing people who have discovered the hero within and have unleashed it out to the world. It is our mission, it is our goal to inspire each and every one of you to take massive action to live a life worthy of a hero. That is why we have here today the powerhouse, in Boyer Arnold. Klubi, as you might know her from acting in quite a few shows, few of them being *In Imphelozy Street, Rhythm City, The Docket and Strictly Come Dancing. If that wasn't enough, she's also an AIDS ambassador as well as a women empowerment activist. She's also appeared in many many magazines, few of them being True Love as well as Elle magazine. FHM has also ranked the top 100 most sexist women in the world. Guys, it goes without saying, welcome, Khlooby Mboyo Arnold. Khlooby, thank you so, so much for gracing us with your presence. We really do appreciate you coming over today to do this interview. So, let's get right into it. You're quite passionate, you're quite dynamic, you're a go-getter. Have you always been like this? Or is this something that you have to cultivate, um, especially when you're a young child, um, Take us to when you were a young child and the upbringing. How exactly did that all start off?
0: I think what's made me a bold woman, somebody who's a go getter. Mm. Firstly, thank you for having me, oh. Sorry, Let's go back. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, yeah. um, I think what's molded me and grounded me and given me a great foundation to being a bold woman who um, is comfortable in her own skin. Mm who speaks up for herself and other women, who has a faith in God, who is a believer in not punishing one for your mistakes, and who has learned independence from a young age, is my mother and her mother. I come from a very matriarchal family. Mm -hmm. Yes, my parents are still married, and I'm blessed to still have that and still say that at this age and this time and place in the world. Uh, where divorce happens all the time and uh, the concept of union and family has changed and evolved so much. Um, My parents are still married, but my mother and my grandmother on both sides um, are matriarchs. And um, that can never be taken away from me. And that's what I want to give back to the world. And that's what I want to give back to my own kids when that day happens. Fantastic.
1: So let's speak about that. You mentioned that you're quite... Independent and you sort of model that from um, your your parents more so, your mom and your grandmother. Speak about a story um, that's really, that you that you sort of um, experienced where um, you, you notice that okay, um, grand's independent, mom's independent, and um, that's something I need to do. Take us back to a story that you can share with us, just to give us a bit of an, uh, an idea.
0: I think that I've come from an entrepreneurial background, and okay. I think that's how, um, it's been in my blood, and I discovered it late in life, and I think that's great, because yep. um, I think startups do better when the founders or the, the directors are later uh, matured in life. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother, my, my, my maternal grandmother, had had groceries all over Langa and in the township days, and in those days it was hard. Yeah, yep. you know, those days it was still the apartheid legacy, mm-hmm. um, and for a woman to own that, that was unheard of. For a woman to have franchises in Langa and Kukuletu and Kylich in the Western Cape, that wasn't heard of in those days. Mm. Um, I saw that. I saw that... Um, that she was her own businesswoman. I saw that's how she was uplifting and empowering the community. I saw how she was still a mother and raising her own children and still a wonderful praying wife to her husband. Those are the things that I've always wanted to emulate. Those were the kind of values and morals and ethics that I've been brought up with. And not to say that I'm a saint, okay? Yeah. yeah. I ain't no saint. I've made many a mistake. Um, In my life, I've heard many people, I've disappointed my parents, I've grown up. Yeah. But I know that with that comes wisdom. With that comes uh, a coming of age where things are becoming more clear and um, why I had to go through those hurdles and those painful moments and those uh, decisions that um, made me, have made me a better person.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: I think that when I've got problems today in my life, um, my mother is definitely the woman that I speak to just for a great bouncing board but I don't want to disengage completely that a daddy and her girl have got a special bond that is unbreakable mm. um, I, I think it's, it, it, it's such a blessing for me to have both aspects of my parents yeah. that uh, I will always be my father's daughter but my mother has raised me to really to be a woman of substance and a woman of a uh, value and a woman of vision and, I, and I'll I, 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 I pray for that yeah. blessing every day
1: that just gave me goosebumps yeah. I'm not going to lie I'm not even joking so let's speak let's speak to that a bit so um, I'm thinking about someone that doesn't have the role models um, that you had and um, growing up what did you say to them how would you what advice would you give to them growing up do they have to read books what do they have to do to cultivate and um, such a character
0: I deal a lot with um, disadvantaged kids mm. um, no matter where they are whether they're in school or not in school whether they are illiterate or uh, illiterate um, whether they are fully abled or not abled yeah. so I deal with them in the full spectrum whether it's abuse no matter what form or size or shape they come in I deal mm. with those kind of kids um, spiritually damaged uh, physically damaged mostly all the time mm. emotionally damaged mostly all the time um, and I, I, I feel that I have to give them a sense of hope and a sense of faith and a sense that um, uh, life and the world has not given up on them that the, that life is, is is what you make it no matter what your past circumstances have been and i I've realized that I come have come from a place of privilege then and now, and that's why I have to give. You know, I know some of them, the people who do great work out there have come from a place of being broken and i have come from a place where they had no love and they knew what being poor was and all of that. Um, Yes, we had no money, but I was rich in many other other things. And uh, I think that separates me as an adult from a lot of people who claim to be successful. Um, that I've got something that money cannot buy, and I know that is a privilege that I have to show kids that they too can have that. And it's not about tangible things in life. It's about what your blueprint is, what you do with your life for the next person, and and sometimes things are bigger than you in this life. Mm. So um, that's what I, I, I really want, I, I have to impart I think that I'm here to do something very big. Um, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with myself. I'm a human being, you know, who who is definitely not perfect and never tries to be. And that's why vulnerability is um, a, is something that I'm very comfortable with. That I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I don't want to know all the answers, Kay. Um, speak can't to
1: that. Speak to that. Why, why? would you? Why would you say that? I think that's quite profound what you said. Because, God, I'm here to learn mm. from everything and
0: everyone. I'm here to grow. I'm here to impact. Yeah. But I'm here to self-actualize. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to have self-discovery. Yeah. And life is a journey.
1: It's so, so true.
0: And uh, 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 for going Jersey and as an artist, and as artists, we have a duty to tell those stories yeah. of the imperfect world that we live in, but raise solutions and senses of hope and create a uh, um, life mm. where life doesn't exist. And that's figuratively speaking.
1: Yeah, I think that's so well said. And I, and I say that because the big thing that stands out for me is we all have a story. But it seems like your story was so unique in the sense that you took upon this identity of, I need to make a change. I need to help. I need to serve. Um, And I actually wanna know, how did you get to that point where you realize, this is what I'm supposed to do? Because I'm imagining someone that they don't have any sort of sense of purpose. They don't have any sense of um, yearning to go out and be the best they can be because they don't know what it is. So How did you get to that point of service? How did you know deep down that that's something that you always wanted to do?
0: In high school, I've always been a people's person and, yeah. and treated everyone fairly and with humility. And I don't say I was necessarily the popular girl in school, but um, everybody knew who I was because I made time for everyone and accepted them who they, as they were mm. and who they were. And that's characters of mine that I still do have yeah you know I've got time for everybody you know I, I, I give people time um, to be themselves and people value that people want to be heard okay? mm. you know people want to know that they matter that they have a space yeah that we need we we'll all need validation when I knew about service in my life I was 21 years old I dropped out of UCT um, wanting to be an actress, yeah. Um, obviously, to the dismay and horror and shock to my parents, but that's why I also believe in following your heart. Because I was like, I studied to be an ambassador or a politician. I studied third world politics and law because I I I believe in that justice,
1: mm. and I
0: believe in, and politics is our lives. It's what we do. It's it's the people. You know, Um, and I'm still doing that today, but I don't necessarily wear the undergraduate hat and that's okay with me. When I knew that I was playing an HIV positive role and I accepted that it wasn't given to me, I knew my life had changed forever. That it wasn't mine anymore. I knew that God didn't want me just to be on television. And funny enough, Kay, every single role that I've done, there's a big message behind it. And I'm actually only realizing this 20 years in my career that really roles that have come to me, not that I go chase.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a society and there's justice and there's equity and there's equality in those messages and in those roles.
1: Yeah, yeah. Globally. Oh. and that's a
0: gift that I've got to honor and that I've got to um, work on. Yeah. And they say um, with... Great responsibility comes power. Great power comes responsibility. I don't know which way it goes, but that's the case.
1: Totally sure.
0: That's the case.
1: So again, one of the things that you've mentioned um, is that you know you're in this position. You went to UCT and you decided to drop out. Yes,
0: I did party. Okay.
1: (laughs) 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 She did party, guys. She did party. I did
0: party. (laughs) I told you I'm no saint. Please don't get me wrong. (laughs) I know how to have fun. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I party, Dude, I was playing pool and people were running to lectures. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to admit, I mean, gosh, you you know, I'm not trying to walk the holy moly path. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Um, I know how to have a good time. I know how to get down. And that was, I still do that. But when I was young, I did it hard and I did it proper. And that's the journey I had to walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, thank goodness that I, I, I bore a conscious because I didn't just, uh, fall out of varsity to go and like do nothing with my life. Yeah. I wanted to go and be an actor, not be famous. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: I wanted to go and be an, uh, I saw Isidengo and I saw Shalom. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. Next thing I'm in joburg and there, there I am sitting, uh, in her house as Nandita, you know? um, I've got a great work ethic, and that comes from a very young age because you know when your grandmother and your mother are running groceries What are you doing on weekends as a schoolgirl? You're there being the packer, you're there at the shop working Mm. You know being a packer, you know cash till, you know, you name it I did it, you know, so I've got a very good work ethic. I know what it means to as a a teenager Not have a weekend because you're at the shop working, you know, like the Greeks and the Portuguese and the Jews You know what I mean? All working, all the kids in the shop are working. So um, I I think really that has really worked in my favour as a professional Uh, um, and really what I've learned um, is that you've got to have a teachable spirit in life, Mm. you know, you've got to be able to learn and pick up things and grow and create and learn new skills and um, unfortunately for us as artists in this country, work is not consistent, so I found myself in a space whereby I had to diversify and as black women we have to diversify, you know, economically. To pay their bills you know so it's tough it's a juggling act it's hustle and I don't mind the word hustle yeah but it's about really being creative about making money
1: yeah, yeah. excellent let's actually speak about hustle so tell me about the first job that you've that you went into and uh, you've obviously earned it you earned the role let's speak about Isidenga that's what I'm referring to yeah. um, over there and how did that how did that actually um, manifest how did that come about and your first
0: role? Well, I saw Cheryl on television, I I'm like, hey, I can do that. Then my cousin was a, d- a DJ at, uh, at FM, yeah. so I really had links and hookups. I came to Joburg in December, I slept on his couch, I'm like, hey man, I'm not going back. A waitress, I waitress, I'm not afraid of hard work, that's one thing about me. I mm. waitress, I was sitting on the couch, I went through the yellow pages back then, you can yeah. see how old I am. <laughs> 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 went to the yellow page, I saw the agent, I, I made an appointment, I sat in this room and she's still my agent today. Fantastic. I said, I don't have an experience, but I know I've got what it takes to be an actress and I can, I, 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 I can make a change in the industry. That's what I said to her at 21, oh. dropping out of varsity at 21 years old. I went for an audition, I got a 3 month part that turned into 10 years. Yeah.
1: That's remarkable.
0: But what I wish I did better is that 10 years of being on a soapy, I blew that money. I blew it. And I I realize now by by being financially savvy and trying to be a financial educator that retirement doesn't start at 45, Mm -hmm. the retirement savings You should start at the beginning of your salary when you get your first salary. And those are the things that I really want to impart with young artists today, okay? Because as you know, we die as paupers. And that's not good enough for me. So I, I'm really trying to, uh, I, 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 I instill a sense of financial literacy literacy as artists and thinking yourself, thinking of yourself as a business.
1: Mm. Because we
0: are that. We're not just talented uh, people, you know what I mean? You're a Ltd. But those were the best 10 years of my life. Yeah. My HIV and activism work, that's my life's work. It opened up doors for me that God open up doors for me that no man can close. I've cried many tears in the business, but I had to because that gives me a thick skin, and it makes me resilient, and it makes me tenacious, Mm. and it makes me patient.
1: Beautiful. If you don't mind, let's go to those challenges where you cried, and um, because I feel, you know, we need to sort of put into context as to what exactly happened. So someone that has a similar experience, or might be slightly different, they would know how to get over those challenges. So, what is the thing that you um, either set yourself while going through that, and that got you out of that, or what? Or how exactly did you get, um, come over those uh, challenges?
0: Sometimes when I didn't get roles that I really, really thought like oh, they were made for me. Yeah. Sometimes when I was at work and I felt that I didn't belong. Yeah. Sometimes when I felt at work that I didn't fit in, and certain production houses and certain series and certain i was doing it for the money and i knew that but i had to yeah because yeah. i had to survive um and my prayer now is through all of those things that god keep away from me things that are not meant for me mm-hmm. keep away from me people that are not for me and let me have discernment and strength to walk away and let it go you know um I understand the honor in doing something to feed your family yeah. and I, I, I'm working for Crumbs. I understand that. We've done that. I've done that. I can't say we've done that and how much honor that takes as a man or a woman. Yeah. Um, but we learn from those things and that really does mold us and build us into character. And yeah. uh, I, I, knowing now um, what, I, what my worth is and what my value is. And that it's not easy. But I never said I'd give up. I never said this is not for me. I said maybe I don't want to do it for now. Yeah. Why is this happening to me? But I never stopped. Um, I've been fired. I've been hired. I've been constructively dim- dismissed. Yeah, Vera, do You know those yeah, things. Yeah. I've been made to feel like I was not my worth. Mm. And that's part of growing up. That's part of being in the industry that's so cutthroat. But I thank God for those experiences, Kay. I really do because um, right now I'm really settled in who I am and my value and my worth and my contribution and my talent as an actress.
1: Fantastic. And this, I think the fact that you mentioned that, you know your worth, Um, you know, I think so many people and feel the opposite and yeah. um, they don't know their worth they don't know yeah. their value and yeah. um, how do you um, how would you say how can we create a sense of value a sense of worth and um, job how would one do something like that
0: I think it really takes time mm. these things. Um, when enough is enough for you yeah. for the individual when you're actually tired of doing things for less than you want or for free all the time, you can't carry on like that. You can't continue with that. And what I've learned to say now, that I'm very charitable, but I'm not a charity. Mm -hmm. You know, because people will take what they can from you until you put your foot down. Yeah. And that doesn't make me a hard person. It just makes me own who I am, you know? Um, And I think also being a giver and a generous spirit, I've had to say no and stop and shut down and refuel because you can't give what you don't have. You know what I mean? Spiritually. Yeah. You know, especially with the kind of work that I do where it's very energy. I'm a very energy person. So you can take that. It can be toxic. It can... Claim you, yeah, and you just gotta, you, you, you just gotta protect your energy. Oh, you know what I mean. 100%. Um, just to be able to be at your best, yeah. Um, and be you, and be unique in your space. Um, yeah. yeah. Beautiful,
1: hey? and I think everyone knows. Whenever someone comes into contact with you, the first thing they speak about is your energy. That's that's really the big thing over there. And how how would you say? How do you maintain that? How do you recuperate? How do you, um, you know, the next day, how do you get that going again? Is there something that you do physically?
0: Absolutely. I believe in positive energy. I believe in po- energy vibes. I believe in intuition. Yeah. Um, but as I say that shutting down and closing off the day, knowing that it's me time, it's gym time, it's cooking time, it's reading time, it's wine time, Yeah. My <laughs> It's wine time, it's hubby and I time, yeah. I, I, I need that sacred space, mm. um, it's worship time, whatever it is, it's just got it for me to reconnect with myself again, it's so I can, yeah, so I can get back tomorrow and, and be at my best, um, because I know what it is to burn out, I know what it is to have anxiety and stress and be ill yeah. because you are not giving back to you. you know, you're just giving, 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 and you're depleting yourself. You know, totally. Right? Yeah, and I find that the Great outdoors always reminds me that everything has its timing yeah. in life. Everything has its purpose in life, and take the game at your own pace.
1: That's so profound. And I say that because not many people... So people might know that intellectually, that we all have a different game that we play. But I think experientially, they don't really understand that because they're always comparing. I know. That person's doing a lot better than me. I know. Same age as me.
0: It comes with, with so naturally. It does. You actually have to stop yourself. And that's okay too. You actually have to stop yourself from doing that because I think you are undermining yourself and your individuality and your uniqueness. Yeah. Um, and you're stealing away your joy, your own joy of what you've accomplished and what you're doing with your life, you know, by comparing yourself and your journey to somebody else's it, it's so easy to do that because I do that as well yeah. all the time um, but you've got to re- just take a step back and say this is what I'm supposed to do right here right now, Yeah. you know, even if you have to write it in the mirror in the morning, it's just the first thing you see thank goodness I've got I follow great people on social media and great institutions on social media who really do p- uh, penetrate those kind of positive motivational quotes Yeah. that oh, I see it when I need it. And it just brings me back to, to me.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, the environment shapes who you are. And so you speak, you, you spoke a bit about that in terms of how, whether it's a social media, that's still your environment. And so I you're know, getting the positivity from the... And I think that's so, so important, is to have some routine or something know, to fall back on. I know, um, And is there anything else that you would like to speak to for that? Um, for people that, that really feel, um, you know, they don't have anything to fall back on. Is there anything which we, you would like to um, just give them advice on?
0: I really believe in nothing can replace a work uh, a hard work ethic. Nothing. Nothing. And success doesn't come to you playing alone. Success comes from teamwork and collaborations, you can't do anything and be successful by yourself anymore. You know, oh. I believe in that, you have to work with people, you know. Um, I believe in being authentic in life, I believe in gratitude in life, Yeah. I think great things come from a space of gratitude. Yeah. Um,
1: what does that do for you? Um, it's
0: abundance! When you're happy and you're grateful and you thankful for the little that you have, you're opening the floodgates of more greatness to come to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And happy people don't wish for big things; they're just happy because with what they have, and that opens up avenues of prosperity. And those prosperity for me doesn't mean that we all are driving or, or, or having these uh, super mega yachts. Yeah, it's opportunity. And creating opportunity, and opportunity is coming to you. Okay, that's for me is what prosperity. That there's never a moment whereby uh, I, I'm shut off from potential. Yeah, and that's prosperity for me. And I love that an abundance. So gratitude is everything for me. You have to work hard. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Um, family. Yeah, is life. Um, I've got a very strong faith system as well. So whether you kneel pray or bow or go to church or mosque or synagogue or to the temple for me a source of uh i'm something that's bigger for me than Mm. me a creator is is mandatory yeah
1: yeah
0: um love honor integrity compassion
1: Mm. Let's actually pick up on that. You, how would you define love? What is love for you? God is love. And let's take a step further. What is God for you? Spirit. And how is there anything that you feel? And, and that could be man, woman.
0: That could be black, white. That can be adult, child. It's spirit. I have very close friends who believe in different gods, but I believe that gods are the rivers that take us to the sea. It's one love. Mm. So that's why I'm like, you know, whether it's he, she, child, yeah. it's, it's love and it's spirit.
1: Okay. Were you always in tune with that side um, in terms of spirituality or was it something that you had to cultivate as well?
0: I, I, I grew up in a Methodist church, so that was pretty hectic as yeah. a child. But I felt the presence of God throughout my life. Mm. And I think and as an adult and you see the world around us and you see what's happening, and especially the spaces in which I operate, which can be very depressing because I deal with a lot of dark, issues yeah um and i deal with a lot of hurt and broken people um yeah that has been a source of strength for me to be able to do the work that i do um it's a relationship that i have it's not a religion Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's very private and sometimes it can be completely Shared. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's an unnegotiable uh, mm. part of who I am. Yeah. Especially the older that I get, I realise how more important it is. Yeah, yeah. And how much more I want to be more connected and more connected and more connected as I grow older.
1: Excellent. I am honestly I'm feeling all of this Are you promise? Really promise Are you with me? i with have, me? Have, I'm, I'm, I'm you. I <laughs> promise. Really and um, let's go back to the gratitude um, thing, so, do you have a gratitude journal that I, you, uh... I
0: try to, you know, that's <laughs> that's discipline. <laughs> oh okay, says so you must write me to thankful for every night. And I start on Monday, Tuesday, I'm like, I've got it here, Yeah, so. Those... Oh, I've got it here. Um, uh, I try to do it everywhere I go, like, oh my God, you know, I've never gone to bed hungry. Uh, my cars never been repossessed.
1: Mm.
0: Um, my parents are still alive. My siblings are still around. Yes, I've gone through a lot of pain and hurt, you know, whatever. But that's life. But this is what I'm grateful for. Yeah. You know, I've got the full use of my limbs. Blah blah blah, etc. etc.
1: etc. And I think most people, the one of the questions that always pop up is, um, "Yeah, then I can only write so much about what I'm grateful for." But I think you know, when you're more in tune. And with life itself, and um, you can be grateful for a glass of water, I know. for a blanket, for waking
0: up in the morning, for
1: waking up in the mo- morning. You know? And so I think it's a phenomenal, a phenomenal habits uh, habit, habit um, to take part just do parts in your life because it really transforms. Um, and I'm speaking from experience. Really, as well. Um, that's truly what I've lived by. Really. Is gratitude. Is it? And truly has been tra- transformational. It really has been. Great, so, you've been um, ranked as um, the top 100 most sexiest women That was ever. like
0: 20 years ago. <laughs> 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 I even like, that was all along the FHM. I mean, that, ma- that magazine doesn't even, know, it's not even in existence
1: anymore. Gosh. But I mean, what a title to have. Uh, how did that, did that catch you by surprise? How did that come about?
0: I work hard for this body, dude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You, you know, pretty we work much. hard. Yeah. You,
0: you know, I know what it takes, especially as a, as we age as women, or as age as human beings, it's harder and harder to be in the condition that you want to be in. Yeah. I, I worked hard, I, I, I've always been active, I've always been sporty. Um, I think it was also a nice juxtaposition for the HIV character that I was playing, you know, that you can still look fantastic, you know? Uh, um, and be clear and be seen as an HIV positive ambassador you know what I mean you, you, I, I, I like that like uh, s- psychology of it um, uh, um, yeah I, I, I just feel that it's also part of my brand mm. you know to, to, to really just not to have the perfect physique but just to um, uh, take the time to work on what i what is important to me and yeah. part of that is not to be thin uh, but is to uh be fit in mind in spirit in emotion and in intelligence, and as a businesswoman th- that's what that's what I want my fitness to represent yeah yeah perfect yeah. And,
1: and and I see that um one of the big aspects of your life is fitness yeah and um, so, you know, a lot of people say, um, you can tell a lot uh, by someone, by the morning routine um, yeah. that you would do. Um, talk us about, about your morning routine. Is there anything, does fitness fall into that in the morning? When do you train? And, um, and when I say routine, I don't mean your actual exercise routine. Yeah. I mean, from your waking up, um, do, you, do you then go into your gratitude immediately, yeah. then exercise, what exactly do you do? It, cha- it,
0: it, it changes every single day, but one thing is consistent from, uh, for 365 days a year, so I wake up in the morning and I worship and I pray. It's the first thing yeah. I do. Um, actually, I lie. I look at the phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All of us do. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad
0: thing? It's bad, man. It
1: is a bad thing. I'm like, yeah. what's going
0: on in the world? <laughs> Come on, guys. And then I think it's too much like drama. And then I go pray. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I put the, Jesus, make me strong for the day ahead. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, oh, brilliant. my gosh. I'm going into this. <laughs> that's what I pray for. Oh, Um, a prayer, meditation, worship, like 10, I mean, gosh, 10, 15 minutes. That's a negotiable in my morning. And then it chops and changes depending on the kind of day I've had. Either I go straight to work or I go through emails or I train. It yeah. depends, yeah. It's, it's different every day.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what could you say? Why? Firstly, should everyone be training? Should everyone be, and you know, going to whether it's CrossFit gym or whatever? It is, should they be looking after the body? And also, why? What's the reason for that?
0: I really believe that it's not about going to gym or CrossFit because that that instills like um, p- people. Not everyone likes that kind of. Exactly. I, I really like saying that just activity. You know, uh, whether you swim, or walk the dogs, or go. Uh, uh, um, uh, I don't know, whatever yoga, yeah. you know, just something that really gets the blood moving. Because mm-hmm. I really think it's important to for the spirit and the mind, and also uh, health reasons. At uh, the basically, fundamentally, yeah. it just basically are health reasons. Um, for me, it's uh, um, thank goodness um, I'm athletic. So it's always been part of my life, yeah. um, uh, and thank goodness I married a man who is also a lover of sports. So I'm blessed in that in that aspect. If my kids turn out not to be like that, I'm okay with that. It's actually but It's a journey. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it's not about being, you know, the best at whatever sport. I just want them to realize that activity is. Um, something that, never, that nobody can take away from you and it's beneficial to your life as a whole it, it helps become a better student a better businesswoman um a better anything in life i really do believe that and it doesn't matter i think the younger you start the better but it's never too late to start and as i say i'm a personal trainer as well and as i say to people that you have your own journey don't compare your journey to somebody else set yourself your own goals you know what I mean? And we are all unique. So mm. do what's going to make you feel good about you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just try to be the better version of yourself. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, for me, it's also genetics and DNA. Uh, I'm blessed with that as well. But with the onset of motherhood, my body's going to change. You know what I mean? It's going to be even harder to train again. Mm. But thank goodness I really have a great foundation of eating the consistency in my life. And that's a habit that i formed over decades. Yeah. But I know that a, sis- a six-pack and abs for days, you know what I mean, is not my priority anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Our priorities change as we grow older, and as females especially, especially when you want to be a mom. So you, we're all in our different spaces in our lives, and you've got to consider that when you talk about health and fitness.
1: Brilliant. And there's a, a quote that comes to mind. It says... The way you do anything is the way you do everything, and so what I've sort of visualized and felt is because you're very disciplined in your um, activity, fitness, and I would imagine it's transferable. So therefore, you'll be disciplined um, in your business life. Absolutely, is that true?
0: Um, I, I I think that most sports teach you that, as a child. Mm. and that's what I love about sports. It's not the activity; it's actually what they teach you, and for me, it teaches discipline. Yeah. and commitment and teamwork and never giving up and being a good loser and being a team, a, a good sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's those two type, different types of people, the one who, who doesn't clap when you win yeah. and the one who's your biggest supporter throughout it all. Mm. You idiot. So that's very important and that says a lot and I call that sports psychology. Yeah. And I believe in those things.
1: Actually, quite funny. I actually studied sports psychology. Did you? I, am I?
0: Am I talking rubbish? Hundred percent. Sports Am right, I, I, I? Is right. that the truth?
1: Hundred percent. Is it? It is. So I'm on the right track. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so let's um, take a bit of a turn. So let's speak about your hubby. And um, you guys are mad in love. And um, it's it's evidence. <laughs> my How best was
0: Oh gosh, we're both dating other people. Oh, is it? <laughs> And then we're like, hmm um, <laughs> yeah, We were about seeing other people, and then those relationships ended. And what was nice is that we were friends with the same crowd of people, which was cool. So it was easier for us to know and find out about each other. Yeah. Um, and it's been almost 18 years. Jeez. Three years of marriage. And care, yes, it's rough, it's tough, it's hard. You have to work for your marriage work at your marriage just like i work at my body to look this good Mm. the marriage is just another thing that you have to put in the hours and the effort and the discipline yeah make time for your man make time for your wife you know what i mean um it's not going to just happen you know so um those are the things i've learned and that um, i think i consider him nothing more and everything more sorry than he's my best friend there's no flaws, no graces. He's my bestie, and that's—I think—that's what's made it work. Yeah, is that he's just my boy, and just I, I, after uh, almost eighteen years, I still miss him when he's not around. Jeez. He's still the best person to go with and party and work and train, and we share a lot of common things. Yeah, um, uh, but we're very—we're uh, separate people. We've got our individual goals and our individual careers, and I like that, you know. But um, we share our faith. We share our morals, we share our ethics, and we share our outlook on the world. Yeah. And what South Africa and people in our life mean to us. So I think, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's cool. Would you, that's quite interesting. Would you say, and that was my next question, is what are the things that we need to look out for? for People wanting to find love or wanting just to have a lifetime partner. And what are the things that they should be looking for? All to the look. Or just be open to experiencing what's what's your take on that?
0: I think first you've got to be happy with yourself before somebody else can make you happy. Oh. And I can't profess to know because I haven't been in the space where I know that a lot of people are 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 looking for companionship. Okay? Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm very blessed to have found that person. But I really think that um, love will come to you once you have loved yourself and know who you are, you know, it's it's two holes that make the perfect unit, you know, mm. and I believe that you can't go uh, find fulfillment in something that you don't have in yourself. Um, um, I was very uh, a, a, a solid person when I met Kirsten, and he, as he was, um, yet um, together we really make something that's bigger than us, and I think that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I can say to that. Uh, um, Be true to yourself and who you are, Um, knowing that, listen, the things about me that um, I have to sacrifice because of my marriage and because of my relationship, and it's about growth and growing together and as individuals, but that's part of it, but that's what love is all about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You do things for each other and for one another, and Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. But we're still very much uh, our own people. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not um, a shadow of who he is, and he's not a shadow of who I am. Um, Yeah, I'm still very much living in his person, but we're the best of friends, and I think that's a a great foundation. Just to be, must be your best friend.
1: Yeah. Again, you know, I think a lot of people that when they when we speak about marriage or lifetime partners, they Mm -hmm. think you know there's this oneness where literally. You lose, lose yourself. That's it. No,
0: you can't. Um, and you know what? It's not all about marriage. I mean, each to their own. Life partners, living, flat and sit. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. Um, uh, um, the best thing that you can do for yourself is, is um, listen to that little voice within. And say, and listen to that instinct. I, love, I, I believe in intuition. And when something is right, you know that it's right. And something is wrong, you're not paranoid. Yeah. You know, there, there is something negative or that bad energy. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: nice. listen to
0: that voice, that little voice talking inside.
1: Would you say, listening to, to that voice, and? Um and I'm speaking from experience now. Sometimes it is very hard for me to listen to that. Like, it's a tiny voice. I know. <laughs> how do you? How do you get to that point of you know what you under that voice? How how do you? How do you get to that? Point?
0: Because when I don't listen, to it is kick me up the ass so badly, and I'm like, and you knew it. Yeah,
1: yeah. You knew it.
0: Okay, you knew it. And they were like, you didn't listen. Exactly. You know, over and over and over and over again. So.
1: Life will teach you. you know, life
0: will teach you, baby. Yeah.
1: Life yeah. will teach you. <laughs> Great. So, let's uh, come to a bit of an ending. Um, I always ask about two questions at the end. It So, what advice would you give to the younger version of you knowing what <gasps> you know now?
0: O-M-G.
1: Could be anything.
0: Stop questioning the righteous crown. You will always wear and have always worn through the disappointments and the mistakes and the failures. Stop questioning that. It is what it is. Embrace change, your growth, but don't lose who you are. Mm. Surely, so don't lose who you are.
1: I'm always. Thank you so, so much. I needed to actually say that to myself. It was deep. going to make me
0: cry, baby.
1: Before I ask my last question, um, is there one particular book that has transformed your life um, or is this relevant in your life at the moment that has helped you to um, reach the next step in your life?
0: Can I bring it out? Please, please do.
1: Please
0: do. You hold it. It's called "Lift as You Rise" by Untadde Bonang Mohale. Now, I met Untadde uh, before he was the CEO of Business Leadership SA okay. on my uh, digital platform called Future CEO, it was about four or five years ago. Yeah, and then I bumped into him again. Um, well, he was giving a keynote speech as a CEO of Shell and Pfizer, so he's, he's he knows what leadership is. Yeah. Um, and what I love about him and why I bought this book, because I feel like I'm at a point in my life that things are happening for the good and I can feel it. You know, people say it's happening, but you don't see it or feel it yeah. or feel it. But I've always been somebody who... Is, I'm an, uh, I, I am an encourager and I uplift people and I want to people reach, see people reach their full potential. Yeah. So this book really resonated with me and it really speaks, to about um, being other-centered. Mm. Uh, it really speaks about... Vulnerability is the biggest asset of a leader. It really speaks about human potential and human capital, and it really speaks about human development, and those words are synonymous with human boy So it was a no-brainer for me um, uh, um, buying that book. Um, I, I'm the kind of reader that if I know this book is going to, if, that I'm going to take action on this book, I'm like pen and highlighter.
1: Oh yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: Um, I'm even going to his book launch tonight because you know, you just want to be in spaces of people, in, in those kind of spaces. Um, he's highly energetic, and he's tiny, so we've got another two things going on. <laughs> um, he's a big on family, and I'm big on family. Yeah, um, yeah and the things, you know, what it's not about what you say about yourself, Kate, it's about what other people say about you. Mm. And he's got really, really powerful, influential people writing such great uh, um little notes about the kind of leader and the kind of person and the kind of father and the kind of man that he is. Um, That's, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Right here, right now.
1: Fantastic. So, are you ready for my last question? Last
0: question, dude. I'm (laughs) hungry. (laughs) Okay,
1: ready? Yeah. What legacy would you like to leave behind?
0: And I always say this. If I know that at least one person has breathed easier because I have lived, that is success to me. Mm. Let me keep it generic and consistent. That's
1: what I say. Thank you so, so much.
0: There's nothing cooler than being in a situation where it doesn't even feel that their camera's in the room. And that's what Kellen brought to this environment. It's really cool when you can feel that the questions are not structured. That he's actually asking them as they come up, and that's conversational style. He's actually listening to what I'm saying, and that um, it's a two-way process. Um, I, as you've heard in the interview, uh, I, I, I have a great knack for positive energy and real energy and uh, and great energy, and that was the situation here on India.